Rich and Steve from Arizona Sports Saturday on the local sports leader. This is an Arizona Sports Special. So don't go anywhere, because right after Steve and I are done, Steve's actually not going to be done. Yeah, I'm never done. As a matter of fact, he's going to spend the next hour talking with our next guest, Alex Weiner, who co-hosts the Ain't No Fang podcast with Steve. They're going to do a little podcast to broadcast, so they're going to cover all things Diamondbacks for the next hour as soon as we're done. But Alex was kind enough to join us now, so we could talk through trade ideas. Alex, thanks so much for joining us here. Thanks for having me. What's up, guys? Um... Where do you want to start as far as trade ideas for the Diamondbacks? Because I think Steve and I lean mostly to starting pitching. Is that where you kind of start with this whole thing? I think so. I think the bullpen has been good enough, um, especially the last couple of months. I know it's, it's easy to blame the bullpen, especially the loss last week. They had Tampa Bay, Scott McGuff with a blown save, but that had been his first blemish in, a, in over a month. Right. Uh, the rest of the pen, I think, has been filling out pretty well, so... Ultimately, I think starting pitching, just because where they are at depth-wise, the guys who they feel are ready, with you know Brandon Fott coming up for one start, and then they seeing something, sending him right back down. He can't come back up for the next couple of weeks. Merrill Kelly on the IL, they're hoping to get him back quickly, but it just kind of proves where they're at as far as the depth. So I think starting pitching makes the most sense. Uh, offensively, not sure which position is most of need. So uh, I, I think they have been pretty vocal about pitching is going to be the focus at the deadline. It's going to be competitive market, but that's got to be the place you look first. Yeah, and so we're about a month away from the trade deadline at this point, but at the same time, the trade market has already started to evolve. I think it went kind of under the radar during all the NBA free agency stuff, but Texas acquires Aroldis Chapman from Kansas City, one of probably four teams in baseball right now that are for sure sellers Mm -hmm. at the trade deadline, and they've already started. So uh, maybe you could say that's one option off the board for the Diamondbacks. I never really liked the idea of Aroldis Chapman to begin with, just because I have a thing against him as a person. I don't think he's a great fit for the locker room. From a baseball perspective, though, the reliever market has got to be something that they're at least looking at and entertaining. But I think I'm on the same page as Mitch. I think it's got to be starter. It's got to be your first priority. Yeah, exactly. And, and going back to the market and how it's starting to unfold, there's been a few trades. The Angels made a couple with Mike Moustakas and Eduardo Escobar. You mentioned the Aroldis Chapman trade. But it really hasn't opened up yet, and I don't think it will until after the All-Star break. I mean, there's just too many teams continuously in their division races right now. It's starting to separate a little bit with some teams going on cold streaks. In the National League Central, there's three teams within five and a half games of each other. The Cubs have slipped a little bit. That's a team to look for. I think we mentioned in our last podcast there there are certain teams that Dimebacks fans should be rooting against over the next couple of weeks so that they become <laughs> sellers. Uh, and I think Chicago's a good one to look at there in the American League. Uh, the D- Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox have kind of fallen out of their races. Uh, the Tigers are eight and a half back. The White Sox are 10 games back. And so those are a couple teams that have some nice talents on them, both starting pitching wise, especially with Chicago and then relievers, especially in Detroit, who you could potentially look at there. I wonder, I want to look at the Cubs really quickly because the Mm -hmm. Cubs have two starters that are going to be in the all-star game. I'm not necessarily pointing at them, but they seem the easiest to move. Specifically, Marcus Stroman, who is on the final year of his deal. He seems cost friendly and maybe maybe you can convince him to stay maybe he and Bob Brenly can have a heart to heart or something but at the same time <laughs> for good content if you could package in like a Michael Fulmer into that deal who's had kind of a revival as a reliever with the Cubs I feel like that could be a bang bang move right there if you could convince the Cubs to sell to you 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's the best case scenario is you get a pitcher like Marcus Stroman to join your rotation. I mean, to have to go into September baseball, potentially the postseason with a Gallon, Stroman, Kelly, top three, and then you piece it together from there. I think that's about as good as you can get. Uh, at this deadline, Stroman also has a player option for next season, so that may be you know a slight additive to the deal. Uh, it would have to cost a lot, and I know yeah. that uh, you know there was a, re- a story a few weeks ago in the Republic where Hazen said that they want to see what answers they have internally first before going externally and they don't want to have to like go off the path that they're on because they've built up a lot of talent. I think a lot of people think they're a little ahead of schedule. I think they are admittedly a little bit ahead of schedule and to potentially gut a, a pretty good farm system for a big trade to go all in this year and potentially only this year if it's Stroman and he opts out of his contract. I think they're going to be wary of that. But yeah, I mean, Stroman's been terrific. He's an all-star for a reason. Uh, player option, so it potentially could be multiple years, but that uh, it seems like a like a maybe a little bit lofty, but a potentially really nice goal to have. The problem I have is I think that we as Diamondback fans overestimate the prospect pool that they have to trade from. While they do have a surplus of starting pitching, they're mostly at the double and triple A level. None of them are really shining right now. Brandon Fought, who has been their top pitching prospect, has come to the major league level and not been good two times out of two. Mm-hmm. So that player in particular might not appeal to some people in a trade package, but they're definitely going to start the conversation there. From position player aspects, they have a lot of outfielders, but Dominic Canzone, as good as he's been in AAA this year, is not on the 40-man. So a lot of teams around the league are going to look at that and say, why is that guy not a part of their plan long-term? That conversation probably starts with Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy. If another team is looking to move off of a Stroman, a Dylan Cease, uh, a Shane Bieber, a Corbin Burns, you want one of those guys? I think you're probably looking at moving one of those outfielders that we're talking about. And the first names that any team is going to ask for is Jordan Lawler, currently at double-A, top prospect, and probably Drew Jones, but he's injured now too. I don't think they have the top prospects that a lot of people think they do because most of their good ones have graduated to the major league level already. Okay, but could you go cheaper then? So I think one of you two had brought up the Zach Granke reunion possibility. Yeah, I wrote about that one, yeah. Kansas City. Could you get away with getting Granke back if Kansas City is willing to take like lesser tier prospects in return? Like, is that even a possibility? Would Kansas City even be accepting of that? Uh, I I have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, I with Granky, it's sort of what's more worth it to you, getting people to go to your ballpark for a losing team to watch Granky once every fifth day or a prospect who's not, you know, potentially in the future plans for a tr- team you're trading him to. So from Kansas City's perspective, I'm not entirely sure. For Arizona, he's another reliable arm. You kind of know what you're going to get. I don't think the ceiling is all that much higher than the ceiling we've seen from Zach Davies. Um, but he knows he knows what he's doing out there. He remains effective enough. He would be like your 4-5 or five starter. He would be another option, pretty much. He wouldn't really change the look of your rotation too much. I think it would just be another option. I think Steve was a little higher on the idea than I was, so... 
Yeah, no, I, I think part of the argument is, first of all, this is not the sexy trade that you make. This is not the Strowman. This well, is the not, headline's sexy. Uh, maybe a little bit. The reunion, I guess, is always a good narrative. sexy, though, if you're the Diamondbacks? That's the thing is I would pitch this as it's not even necessarily the only move you make. I feel it would be a cheap enough trade to be able to do it in tandem with something else. Yeah. If you needed multiple starting pitchers or if you get a high leverage reliever somehow, you could still do the Granky deal. Could you like Barlow and Granky or something? Like that. Ooh, that Maybe if they good. could somehow package them together, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, my point simply was, I trust Zach Granke with the ball in a Game 3 or a Game 4 of a playoff series than I do Zach Davies or Ryan Nelson right now. And that's nothing. it's not to say that their ceiling is much higher, because I agree with you. I don't think his ceiling is much higher, but I think the floor is a lot higher. I think that a bad Zach Granke performance is probably still better than a really bad Zach Davies or Ryan Nelson start. So this is a trade that you're right. You make it as a with him being the fourth or fifth guy instead of the third guy. Gentlemen, I tell you what, I don't want to step on your guys' next hour, but fun little trade discussion that we had there, and I look forward to hearing you guys in a few minutes. So, Alex, thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere, Alex, because we got uh, another hour. Don't leave. Don't leave. (laughs)